0: Welcome into Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Ann Thomas. Good Cakes and Bakes has made a big move, and it's good for Detroit. We'll talk to April Anderson, the co-founder. The brand new Godfrey Hotel is taking reservations. We'll check in with Aaron Black, the very busy general manager. And Amazon has opened a new fulfillment center in Detroit. We will talk to the Assistant General Manager, Paola Lopez. A great show about what's happening in and around the D, coming up right after these messages. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. I'm Ann Thomas, and our first guest to kick off this week's show is April Anderson, the co-owner of Good Cakes and Bakes. And April is here with us with great news for the city of Detroit, because Good Cakes and Bakes has opened another location. This one is in the District Detroit. Welcome to the show, April.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me on today, Anne.
0: So talk to us a little bit about this second location. Where is it? What's it
1: like? Yes, so last Thursday we opened our second location at 22 West Columbia in Detroit and the District Detroit. And um, so it is an outpost of our original location on Livernois. And so at this location where we're doing a little uh, things a little different, we're catering more to breakfast items. So we have a biscuit sandwich, which is so delicious. Uh, we have quiche, we have cinnamon rolls. Um, but then we also have a small selection of baked goods that changes daily. Um, we do coffee, specialty drinks, ice cream, um, hand-packed ice cream. So we're just excited to be in a downtown area where we're able to connect to a different audience.
0: And how is it going so far, April?
1: Um, oh, it's going great. Um, the community over there has been welcoming. We had a they had a big black party on Sunday, so that gave us the opportunity to engage with some new um, new um, potential customers who were down there for the. Locker over at Comerica Park, so it's been it's been a great four days.
0: So, what made you decide to open a second location? What went into the decision?
1: Yeah, so at first we were like so adamant that we didn't <laughs> we didn't need a second location. We were doing we're doing great on Livernois, um, but we were in a process of growing our wholesale accounts. Um, we have a wholesale manager who was diligent about us getting more wholesale accounts. And we're already in Fort Field, um, inside of the suites over there. So we provide all the bakers for any events and suites inside of Fort Field. So we were trying to figure out how to do that for Comerica Park and LCA, and we got connected with Bill from Olympic Development. He was like, "I have this location down here on Columbia Street that I would love to show you." And I was like, "Yeah, we're not really looking for another location." (laughs) Uh, he was like, but just come look at it. Just come look at it. So we went and we looked at the space, and it was, it was almost turnkey ready um, just with a little bit of, um, you know, cosmetic um, improvements. But he was like, you know, we can work out a great deal for you if you would just, um, you know, think about it. So we thought about it, and the opportunity was just too great to turn down. So we said yes, and I'm telling you, they have been so mm-hmm. accommodating with helping us get everything that we needed. Um, to get into the space. And so we're excited to be there. So we're just excited to have the opportunity. And we've been engaging with the Little Caesar headquarters is next right across from us. And so the staff over there have been coming in and been very excited to be able to now have breakfast items. We're open um, Tuesday through Sunday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, our will change according to events like we might be open later on the weekends, according if there's events over there, but being accommodating to what's going on around us when it comes to our hours right now. Um, but we're just excited to be down there and be excited to be able to offer some of the things that we love to make and be able to offer it every day, which you can't get on living every day. You can only get those, those some of, like the quiche and the cinnamon rolls. And the breakfast sandwiches you only get on the weekend over on Livermore, but to be able to offer it every day downtown, is going to be great.
0: It sounds like it's going to be good for business to be in the district Detroit.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. We definitely know that it's going to be great for business because again, you know, we're in a neighborhood now, but now to be able to be downtown where there's a lot more tourist activity goes on, tourism that goes on downtown. So to be able to be downtown and get, um, introduce our items and baked goods to a community that wouldn't, probably wouldn't come on the, av- on the avenue of fashion to visit us, visit us and to know that some of these tour- tourists who come into town and try our stuff and enjoy it, they can get nationwide shipping because we do offer nationwide shipping. So it's not a one try and, and that's it. You'll be able to try it, enjoy it, and then go home and order for us to ship it to your front door.
0: Wow, that's great. What are your observations about the District Detroit? How's it looking? How's it going?
1: It's nice. Um, it's going great. Because I work so much, I don't really get to experience Detroit the way I used to, right? So I didn't realize how much had changed right there in that area, uh, right there at Columbia Street. Because before, that used to be a parking lot that I used to use all the time when I used to go to the Fox for concerts. I, I would, I would try to make sure I got there early enough to get in that parking lot that was where the Little seat is headquarters. That that used to be an actual parking lot. So now to see that it's a whole office building, and to see that there's Three other restaurants that's right down there that are great, that serves great food, great environment. Um, it's just, it's a great for us. And I definitely know that it's going to definitely help boost our name and boost our brand to be downtown in the district.
0: So Good Cakes and Bakes started, what is it, almost 10 years ago? Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. So how are and you doing?
1: celebrating 10 years. Wow. We'll be celebrating two years and the end of next month. Um, we've been doing good. We've been constantly growing and scaling yeah. our business and scaling opportunities. Um, in 2020, during COVID, we really, really um, expanded our e-commerce footprint by offering nationwide shipping. So we ship, currently we can ship up to 100 cakes a day out of the living location. Wow. Um, all over the country, we ship to um hawaii we have a guy who and who who lives in hawaii who all of 2022 ordered a different cake every month to <laughs> try all of our cakes um it was so interesting to see and he and, and we take it that caramel cake has been his favorite because he's ordered that one multiple times now oh my but yeah gosh. we've definitely been scaling and um just growing our e-commerce footprint growing our footprint inside of the city of Detroit, the state of Michigan, but also we we focused last year in 2022 on focusing on growing our wholesale accounts. And so we definitely have tripled our wholesale accounts um, over 2022.
0: Our guest here today is April Anderson. She's the co-owner of Good Cakes and Bakes, and as you can tell, she's a great businesswoman here in the city of Detroit. April, how did you actually grow this e-commerce business how did you make people across the country across the world aware of your fabulous products
1: so one thing that we did is that pre-covid we made a focus on having a website that offered e-commerce so you can go to the website and you can order for delivery at the time we wasn't offering shipping we did offer local and local delivery so that was one thing is that we knew that because of where we were located in a the neighborhood, then in order to grow our business and not just continue to be a lifestyle business, that we were going to have to scale our e-commerce footprint. And so we did a lot of branding and marketing for e-commerce. And then during COVID, because we were already we already had the infrastructure of an e-commerce site, of, of the districts of knowing how to deliver to homes where everybody had to shelter in place, We took the time during that time to figure out the logistics of actually shipping a whole cake and getting it to you. And when we got it to you, it did not look like it was shipped to you. It looked like you went down the street to a local bakery and purchased it because it, it came to you perfect, beautiful, and delicious. So we used that time to definitely hone in on the logistics of that. And so when people were sheltering in place and couldn't travel, they still wanted to try stuff from different states, and we I think we did a great job of getting the logistics together so that we could scale. And then we teamed up with GoldBelly to offer nationwide shipping. And it's it's just been amazing how many people that I wouldn't even think, like, in small little towns in Montana, like, how did you hear about good (laughs) cakes and bakes in Montana? But we're shipping to Montana, we're shipping to Puerto Rico, we're shipping to Hawaii. It's just amazing. Alaska, it's just like, how do these people hear about us? But we're definitely appreciative of it, and we're appreciative of this, our staff. We've had staff who've been with us pre-COVID, who's still there after COVID. Um, even with all of our growth, they've been there. You know, we've gotten these large accounts, and they're they're busting their butts to make everything happen. And so we love it, and we love our staff. So definitely have definitely has been a, a very it's been very hard on us at some point trying to keep up with the demand
0: absolutely how do you keep such a great staff a lot of people nowadays they all talk about the challenges of having enough people to help with the business
1: so it's definitely been a, it's been a challenge for us as well well it's not been all roses peaches and roses <laughs> but we, we make sure that we're from the beginning of opening Good Cakes and Bakes 10 years ago, we offered a livable wage. We continue to add more things. We offer health insurance. We offer um, better help with mental health um, insurance for our staff. Mm-hmm. We give paid time off. Um, we give paid breaks. We give we give our staff a, a full month of paid time off in December. So we're off from December 23rd until January 20th. Fully paid people to relax, to rejuvenate, go spend time with family, but making sure that not only are we focusing on the profitability of our business, but also, also the profitability of our staff, making sure that our staff stays Good. It, you know, it's. I'm not gonna say it's not demanding, and I'm not a demanding person. But I also understand that people have lives, and in order to keep good staff, you have to treat them right. And you have to be understanding that. So we definitely have done that. But yeah, definitely our staff works their butts off to make sure because we get these crazy orders all the time for crazy amounts of stuff. And I'll say yes, and then we like, oh my god, how are we about to make four thousand cookies in two days? Wow. And our staff be like, let's figure this out, but we've done it. And so <laughs> that, and because we've been so great and we're punctual and we provide a superb product, and we say we're going to do it, we do it. it. It continues to allow us to have returning customers, returning corporate accounts. Um, one of our, one of one of my favorite, I'm not gonna say there are our, my favorite things, was able that I was able to bake for Beyonce and her family last week when they were here wow. for the for the concert. I was able to provide baked goods to them, and so that right there has that's mm. been the highlight of of my ten year <laughs> journey. this has been the highlight right there was to be able to provide baked goods to them.
0: That's amazing. I bet that was a real thrill. Did they love the products? Yeah.
1: So what, what we've heard back is so far from um, – so we provide – so Levy Restaurant does the catering for them, and we provide the bakers to them. But everyone loved it. The kids enjoyed the cake jars because we gave them cake jars. But one thing that we did here is that people don't usually think about them because they're vegan. They don't think about providing vegan stuff. And, and I knew – that they were vegans. I made sure that I put a whole spread of vegan stuff together just for them to make sure that they got got, and they were able to enjoy our bacon. So now I'm just waiting to hear back from the Carters of how great it was. And I understand they're on tour right now. I'll wait until they have a break, but I know it's coming. I'm manifesting it now.
0: (laughs) I love it. So Talk to us a little bit about how you got into this business. I do remember you talking to Paul W. 10 years ago about Mm -hmm. this fabulous Mm -hmm. business. But remind me how you got started.
1: Yeah, so I've been baking since I was a kid, Um, but I didn't go back to school to get a degree in pastry arts until 2010. And then when I was about to be done with school, I went to Michelle and I said, hey, I'd like to open up a bakery. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great, but when? Because also at the same time that we were talking about opening a bakery, bakery, the city of Detroit was talking about filing bankruptcy, the largest bankruptcy <laughs> in municipal history so to go and say I want to leave my job that I have a secure job, I'm going to leave it to open up a bakery inside of a city that's on the verge of filing bankruptcy my wife Michelle as well as my parents thought I was losing my mind. But like 10 <laughs> years later, here we are enjoying the fruits of our labor of 10 years of labor right now
0: That's unbelievable. What's your favorite treat that you sell?
1: So I am a person who enjoys eating vanilla cupcakes. I eat two vanilla cupcakes every day, um, but I also enjoy our cinnamon rolls and our biscuit sandwiches on the weekend. Um, but I get to eat those now every day. But our biscuit recipe it has a it has a it has a fondness of my heart because it's my great great grandmother's recipe that my grandmother used to make for us on the weekends and we used to look forward to going to her house to make to eat it and then she taught me how to make them and so now to be able to use that recipe inside the bakery um to for to make for our customers and how much people so enjoy getting them um just to know the history of it um it's just fabulous and I really enjoy it. And a lot of our recipes are like that. A lot of our recipes are recipes that I grew up enjoying that either my mother made, my grandmother made, and now I get to make it for our customers. So, mm. yeah, our, our recipes definitely have is has a history, tradition and history. And that was the goal we opened up the bakery, was we wanted to be able to provide that nostalgic treat that you got growing up that your grandmother made, your mother made, but that same feeling. And so when I I have customers who tell me, this cake tastes like my grandmother's cake and I haven't had it in 30 years, it just made me cry when when I bit into it. So, you know, to hear those stories, it really touches my heart and to have the stories of, again, we've been here for almost 10 years, to have customers who brought their baby shower cake from us, their gender reveal cake from us, and now they're buying their child's fifth and eighth birthday cake from us. It's just it's, those kind of stories really touch our heart.
0: You know, April, it sounds like the success of your business, much of the success of your business is obviously due to all the hard work of you and your employees, but also your products sound like they're made with love.
1: They're definitely made with love. Lots and lots of love, lots of love and care. Everything that we make, and if we're not gonna make it with love and care, we're not gonna make it. So there's things people ask us to make, and I'm like, no, because it doesn't have a. We don't have a connection to it. That's not what we do, and we make, and we're we're not trying to be some type of trendy bakery that makes all these trendy treats. We're making treats that's close to our hearts and close to our family, tradition, story, and. What our customers are asking for that, they, that we're known for, which is traditional, traditional loving sweets.
0: April Anderson, co owner of Good Cakes and Bakes, congratulations on the second location and thank you so thank much you for so the time much. today.
1: Thank you for having us on here and we look forward to you and your team getting some more baked goods. Soon <laughs> too.
0: We'll be there. I promise you, we'll be there. Thank you. Coming up next, there's a new hotel opening in Detroit later this month, and we'll learn all about it. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. In this segment, we have very good news for the city of Detroit – a new hotel is opening later this month. It's called the Godfrey Hotel, and it's a Hilton property from the Curio Collection. It's a 227-room luxury hotel located in historic Corktown. Aaron Black, General Manager of the Godfrey Hotel, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today about this beautiful new hotel.
2: No, oh, no, I'm thrilled. Thank you for having me.
0: So tell us about it. What does it look like, Aaron?
2: Well, it's a seven-story, brand-new uh, build um, with, a, with actually some interesting um, architectural details that, that help it blend into Corktown, so a lot of uh, brick fascia. Um, and we, could, you know, uh, similar to our Godfrey Hotel's in boston and chicago and hollywood uh, we feature uh, very upscale rooms uh, and a vibrant uh, lifestyle uh, setting so we have a a lobby bar a, a ground floor restaurant and then we have a rooftop lounge that seats 140 and has Uh, windows that open and a retractable roof. So um, really a nice combination of a wonderful place to stay and a wonderful place to uh, enjoy yourself.
0: It sounds fantastic. Now explain exactly where it is in historic Corktown.
2: So we are one block east of the corner of Michigan and Trumbull. So one block east of where old tiger stadium used to be um and we're on the south side of michigan on a site uh that actually at one point in history was uh, home to the detroit lions offices um so very convenient on michigan probably just about a half mile uh, outside or west of, of the downtown core.
0: What a great location. Now, I see that the hotel features digital check-in. Talk a little bit about that. That's cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's uh Hilton um, program that we participate in uh, based on, on our soft branding with Curio, um, but it is very much an initiative that's uh, that's popular in the industry right now and just allows uh, guests the option to um, kind of uh, tailor their arrival experience. So obviously we're a full-service hotel with a full-service front desk and uh, concierge services, but for, um, for folks who are in and out of hotels every week um, and maybe Hilton Honors members, uh, there's just the capacity to do everything kind of in their phone. Um, select a room, check in, bypass the front desk, and go straight to their room and uh, access the room with their phone. So it's uh, it's really a function of of how streamlined the guest wants to make the process.
0: Aaron Black, general manager at the Godfrey Hotel in historic Corktown in Detroit. This could not come at a better time for the city of Detroit because we have so many events coming to this area in the next couple of years. I bet you're excited about that.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's exciting to to kind of be part of of a, a real renaissance uh, for the downtown core. Um, we're one of uh, a few new additions that we think are that are very important and really in in the hospitality industry and, and kind of going beyond to a larger scale, the, the convention uh, element of it. More keys and more hotels is critical to driving bigger pieces of business and, and even more um, health financial health to the downtown core. So we're very excited to be part of that.
0: As the new general manager of this new hotel, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Aaron Black. Where are you coming from? How did you get into this business?
2: Um, well, I would really be dating myself. So uh, <laughs> I, I got into the industry uh because I was looking for work, and it was before Starbucks, even. Um, But Mm -hmm. paying my way through college, I got into the service industry uh, in food and beverage, and uh, ultimately, uh, early in the 90s, um, kind of wanting to pick a little bit uh, more of a career arc, I just uh, decided hotels would be an interesting idea, because there are hotels everywhere. Um, I didn't know that that would mean that I would end up living everywhere. But uh, subsequently, uh, I moved uh, from Toronto uh, in 98, and I've lived with my wife in 10 different states and have been here since then. So uh, really excited. She's a uh, Flint-Davison native, um, so we were excited to return to uh, Michigan in 2019.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I bet you have lots of interesting observations about how far the city of Detroit has come you know, over the years, both before your return and after your return.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We got married in, in East Talos, uh quite some time ago and, and, and kind of have been in the, the general greater Detroit area off and on for many years. And um, yeah, absolutely. It, it is, it's um, thrilling to just kind of see the resilience of of Detroit and and really the, the power of the brand. Um, you know, Detroit just has a great track uh successful track record. And um, you know, there's always hiccups and bumps in the road, but but they've they've been navigated through and over and um, you know, it's exciting, especially Corktown, yes. uh, you know, experiencing the renaissance that it is. Uh, with the investment by Ford and Michigan Central as well. So um, we're just thrilled to be part of it.
0: Yeah, it's a great place for a hotel. How is the hotel business post-COVID?
2: It's, it's quite strong. It's That's quite strong. You know, um, it's rebounded, um, you know, to, to almost pre-COVID levels in many locations, if not better. Um, you know, certainly the nature of the business is, is changed and um, facilities that can cater to more social interest are important because there's probably uh, a change in the way business travellers work um, and, and the degree to which they travel. So um, being able to offer uh, several dining options, a 5,000-square-foot ballroom for events and a rooftop patio and, uh, and the whole nine yards is, is critical because it drives interest in your location seven days a week.
0: I see a lot of events and weddings coming your way at the Godfrey Hotel.
2: We certainly hope so. We certainly hope so. Um, it is interesting. We've got a fantastic ballroom and uh, we start every tour with a prospective bride there. But then we inevitably we head up to the roof and everyone takes a look at the view of downtown Detroit and says, how do we fit our how do we fit our party here? So <laughs> um, so so that's a, a unique feature um, that we're proud to to, to leverage um, but yeah, Corktown is is a bustling environment, and we think it's it's got a lot. We think it has a lot of flavor, and that's and that's really uh, a wonderful addition to a hotel experience.
0: And plenty of parking and places for people to kind of park and then wander around, go to some different and interesting restaurants.
2: Yes, well, we built our own parking structure. Uh-huh. Um, No one would ever say uh, there's plenty of parking or too much parking, (laughs) inevitably, no matter where I've lived in in various markets around the country. Uh But we have have more than enough for ourselves and for visitors, so we'll be well-situated to make visiting us very convenient.
0: And you are accepting reservations now. How do people go about doing that, checking out the Godfrey Hotel?
2: Really, the simplest way is simply to go to Hilton.com and uh, review uh, destinations in Detroit. Uh, right now, um, we've pulled our reservations. Initially, we started, you start, you know, far out in advance saying, okay, we'll take stuff in November because we know we'll certainly be finished by then. Um, we've pulled them up as far as August 24th right now, and we foresee probably we're in the next week pulling them forward a little bit further. So into that third week of of august for sure
0: do you just love the idea of running a brand new hotel it's all fresh and clean and sharp aaron black
2: um that part of it is is wonderful <laughs> for sure um but you you're obviously everything you work through you know for the very first time sure with with your brand new employees is uh is always is always the most exciting it's always the most uh uh you know probably uncertain uh so so yeah i i do enjoy that and i enjoy kind of getting things stabilized and into a rhythm and routine that's comfortable for for our guests and really uh, helps deliver experiences that that surprise and delight them
0: well you've got to be a good problem solver right because i imagine when you open a brand new hotel in a totally different area you could come up with some issues that have to be solved immediately.
2: Absolutely. No no two hotels or probably <laughs> no two businesses are exactly the same. So sure. every, you know, you open them in different periods. Uh, I opened one in 2021, uh, so kind of in the thick of COVID. Um, so you're always grappling with, with different challenges, for sure. I think it keeps you kind of mentally young and nimble.
0: (laughs) Aaron Black, general manager of the Godfrey Hotel. Thank you so much for the time today. All the best, and we can't wait to check it out.
2: We can't uh, wait to have you come by and, and visit.
0: Coming up next on Opportunity Detroit, there's a new Amazon Fulfillment Center in town, and we'll learn all about it. To Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. The new Amazon Detroit Fulfillment Center is now open for business, so we thought it would be fun to check in with Paula Lopez, the Amazon Detroit Fulfillment Center Assistant General Manager. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Anne, Thank you for having me. Um, I am super excited to be here with you all and be able to share the thrillment and the excitement that we're having at being able to open this fulfillment center in the historic um, old old fairgrounds. Here at Amazon, we are a fulfillment center, um, meaning this is the centers or the buildings where when an order gets placed online, we are the ones that are actually picking out the order, um, packing it and shipping it out to either a source center or a delivery station so that it can quickly and fastly make it to our customers. Um, right now at our building, we are pleased to announce that we have over 1,200 jobs created. Wow. Um, 60% of them are from Detroiters. We have partnered with Detroit at work uh, to be able to promote these jobs um, and we're still hiring more.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Now, what are the people doing at the fulfillment center? What do these jobs look like? Uh,
3: the jobs, um, so we have different jobs. We have from um, HR jobs, IT, information technology, um, facilities to being able to stow, pack, pick, um, and ship. Um, in addition to that, we also have progressive um, careers for our associates. So if you start as a Packer, um, within months, you can actually aspire to be a learning ambassador or a process assistant and increase your your pay and your knowledge and um, your career with Amazon. Um, we start at an average of $19 an, an hour, depending on the shift that you start with. Um, so it's a very good pay, um, and benefits start from day one,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, including dental, vision, medical, uh, 401K. Um, another amazing program that we offer for our associates is after 90 days of being employed, we offer something called Career Choice, which is a partnership that we have with seven um, colleges and universities around the area. Some that I can mention off the top of my head will be Oakland University, Wayne State University, Henry Ford. Um, So we will pay the full tuition for our associates to go and expand their uh, future and their careers.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So these are really good jobs that are being offered for people in the metro Detroit area.
3: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So what is the purpose of an Amazon Fulfillment Center? How does it work? Like, Kind of explain a day at the Fulfillment Center.
3: Okay, so a day at the Fulfillment Center. So we have our receive um, area, which is literally where we receive all the inventory. The inventory gets deployed to our five-floors, uh, this building is a five-story building. It's 823,000 square foot. Wow. Um, so it's five stories up. So when, the, when we receive our items, the items get deployed to the five floors where um, we have the robots that work in harmony with our associates, um, bringing the items to the associates so that our associates can work in an ergonomic, uh, happy way the associate picks out the item and then they put it on a tote. The tote travels through 17 miles of conveyance that we have in this building, making it down to the packer that now then packs or combines the order depending on how many um, orders the customer has placed. And then from there, um, it goes to the ship dock where from Being at the ship dock, it just literally goes to the delivery station, um, and from there it gets deployed to the customer.
0: You know, one of the things, Paola Lopez, Amazon Detroit Fulfillment Center Assistant General Manager, that I am always amazed at is how quickly you can get Amazon products if you order them. Sometimes same day, sometimes later that night. Does the Fulfillment Center help with that?
3: Absolutely. So opening this fulfillment center, um, crucial for this area, we have our sister site in Pontiac, which is DET3, and DTW1 in Romulus, which are the same type of buildings. They're the robotic Fulfillment Center. Um, and the demand in this area is so high that yes. we had the need to open up a third one so that we can better and faster deliver um, our our customers their products.
0: Tell our listeners a little bit about you and your career. How did you get involved with Amazon?
3: So a little bit about me. Um, I was born and raised in Columbia, South America. I went all the way through high school once I graduated. I received a scholarship, a tennis scholarship, a full right to go to Benedict College, which is a HBCU in South Carolina. After earning my degree, I started working with the food industry. I did that for about ten years, and my now husband is from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Oh. Um, we we made the decision at that point to live together, which brought me to Amazon. Upon joining Amazon, um, I started at the DTW One Romulus fulfillment center as an operations manager. Within nine months of being there, I got promoted to uh, senior operations manager, which gave me the opportunity to run different uh, paths. Um, And then from there, I was given the opportunity to come and open this beautiful building here um, that we're speaking about. It sounds
0: like you've had one great opportunity after another with Amazon. What kind of advice do you have for people that might be interested in joining this company?
3: Absolutely. This company um, just opens the doors for anybody that has aspirations, that is willing to work hard and show what they're capable of. I mean, not only we provide the career choice option and we'll pay for the full tuition, but the the room for growth is so big. Um, I am such a fan of this company that after being uh, with the company for two years, um, I, I had my little sister um, join the company, and she actually works in the Plymouth sports Center here in uh, Michigan.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So talk a little bit about the location of this new one, the Amazon Detroit Fulfillment Center at the state fairgrounds. That's a pretty good spot in the city of Detroit to have this fulfillment center.
3: Well, uh, first of all, not only is it a centralized location, meaning in the heart of Detroit, in the city of Detroit, um, it, it, it is in this area um, specifically because we will be allowed to deliver our customers their orders faster, but in addition to that, being able to be in such a historic uh, floors, which was the old state fairgrounds, um, is just with great sentiment that our Detroiters come and join us. And it's it's just something that we carry in our hearts.
0: Paola Lopez, Amazon Detroit Fulfillment Center Assistant General Manager. Thank you so much for your time today. It was really great talking to you and getting to know you and hearing more about this business right here in Detroit. It's fantastic news for the city.
3: Thank you, Anna. I appreciate the invite and look forward to being able to Uh, provide more jobs and continue to grow as we are determined to continue to give back to the community and continue to grow in Michigan.
0: And I'm Ann Thomas. Thank
3: you for listening to Opportunity Detroit.
0: I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.